It's 8 o'clock on today, coming up on alert. There is going to be a swift, a severe and united response. The Biden administration weighs sending troops near Ukraine as tensions rise in the region. We'll tell you about the new warning for Americans in the country and where the conflict may head from here. Then tax tips, everything you need to know about filing your taxes this season, including why the IRS is urging Americans to file ahead of the deadline. Plus, no one left behind. Meet the group of hundreds of veterans and civilians that work together to help get allies out of Afghanistan as U.S. troops withdrew from Kabul. We'll introduce you to the friends who helped found the movement and evacuated their classmate and his family. Called Shabir, and I said, Shabir, I, this is really hard, but you need to take whatever you have right now, and you need to get to the airport as soon as possible. Their harrowing story just ahead. And Arthur, Arthur, we're catching up with the creator of everyone's favorite aardvark, what he's saying ahead of the show's 25th and final season, including the story of how he came up with Arthur today, Monday, January 24th, 2022. Hi, we're the Lengos from Miami, Florida, and we're practicing our first steps on today. From Maple Grove, Minnesota. Celebrating my mom's 37th birthday. With breakfast in bed and the Today Show. We're in Northboro, Massachusetts. It's Alexis's 10th birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, Alexis! And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to today's nice to have you with us starting the week off. Indeed. Right, Monday morning. Let's go. It's going to be a great week. Yeah. yeah, let's get to your news at 8 o'clock. The president considering sending thousands of American troops to Eastern Europe to counter the Russian military threat to Ukraine. Washington is also ordering the families of American diplomats and urging non-essential embassy staff to leave Ukraine amid growing fears of an imminent invasion. U.S. officials say more than 100,000 Russian troops have Ukraine surrounded on three sides. In the meantime, Britain says it has uncovered a Russian plot to overthrow Ukraine's democratically elected president and install a pro-Russian regime, a claim that Russia is denying. Opening statements are set to begin today in the federal trial of three former Minneapolis police officers charged in connection with the 2020 death of George Floyd. They're accused of depriving Floyd of his constitutional rights. NBC's Megan Fitzgerald is in St. Paul. She's covering that trial for us. Hey, Megan, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's been nearly 20 months since George Floyd's death, and now those three other officers are set to stand trial, facing federal charges for not stopping Derek Chauvin and for not intervening when they saw George Floyd needed help. Uh, now, uh, a jury has been seated here, and so in just a couple of hours, those opening statements are set to get underway. This morning, George Floyd's death is back in the national spotlight, with opening statements set to begin today in the federal trial against three former Minneapolis police officers charged in connection to Floyd's killing. Prosecutors say Thomas Lane, J. Alexander King, and Tu Tau deprived Floyd of his civil rights when they saw George Floyd lying on the ground in clear need of medical care and willfully failed to aid Floyd. Prosecutors also say King and Tao willfully failed to intervene as fellow officer Derek Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. All three officers have pleaded not guilty to the charges. Considering the fact that he moaned in agony, that he could not breathe for minutes on end until he passed, I believe proved the fact that they denied him of his civil rights. 
Twelve jurors, along with six alternates, have been chosen from across the state of Minnesota to decide the high-profile case. Of the 12 seated jurors, seven are women and five are men. The majority of the panel appear to be white. Prosecutors must prove that the officers intentionally deprived Floyd of his constitutional rights during his fatal arrest in May of 2020. As Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck, police body cam footage and bystander video show King and Lane helping to restrain Floyd while Tao kept crowds at bay. Floyd's death sparking a national reckoning on social justice. Chauvin is currently serving a 22-and-a-half-year prison sentence after being found guilty of Floyd's murder in a separate state trial last April. He is not part of this federal trial after pleading guilty to two civil rights violations last month. Now, this is just the first of two trials for these three officers. They're also facing state murder charges. That trial is expected to get underway in June. Hoda. Megan Fitzgerald for us there in St. Paul. Megan, thank you. Now to our ongoing series, Your Money, as today marks the first day of the nation's tax filing season. The IRS is urging Americans to file as soon as possible to avoid delays in getting refunds. NBC senior business correspondent Stephanie Rule joins us with some key tips to know as we all get ready to prepare to file this year. Hey, Steph, good to see you again. Hey, hey. So let's just start here. I mean, what's going to be different about this tax season? COVID strikes again. Like so many other parts of our lives, Craig, because of COVID, there's a huge backlog. The IRS has many, many returns from last year that they still haven't processed because of all sorts of shortages they're facing. So what does that mean for you and me? It means file now. File electronically. It takes them a lot longer to deal with paper returns. Make sure when you file electronically, you also sign up for direct deposit so you can get that refund directly to your account. And if you can't do that, file early. The sooner you get it in, the sooner you will get that refund. And this is the year you don't want to be sloppy. No mistakes. If you get a clean uh, tax return through, chances are you will get your refund within 21 days. But if you've got mistakes on it, you're going to be waiting a while. Stephanie, also pandemic related, there were all these different programs and, and, and special aid that was going on around the pandemic. How does that potentially affect your taxes? Okay, buckle up. It's really confusing because a lot of the aid as it relates to taxes is different in 2021 as it was in 2020. A couple of examples. That expanded child tax credit. If you were getting those monthly payments, chances are you're going to get a smaller refund. Let's say you were owed a stimulus check, but the government never sent one. You can file and get a credit for that. If you got unemployment last year, you got a tax break for getting unemployment in 2020. You didn't have to pay taxes on it. You do have to in 2021. And lastly, and this matters to everybody, don't expect any COVID deadline delays. Remember, the tax deadline was delayed over the last couple of years. Not going to happen this year. April 18th, pay up. Steph, it's hard to get organized like in a regular normal year. And this year with all these changes and weird things, it's even more difficult. So how do you keep track of, all, of everything? I know it's hard, but you got to start here. Just put it all in one place. You won't even have all the tax forms you need yet from your employer, but just find a big envelope, a big shoebox. You need that W-2 form. You need any sort of tax documentation. If you did freelance work, if you own a house, any mortgage interest you paid, if you got any payment, uh, anything you paid on... Uh, anything you paid on interest on your savings account. All of those things you want to start to line up because you want to have them all in one place, like your charitable contributions. You want to make sure you've got documentation for that stimulus check, for the child tax credit, all of it, have it in one place. And then when it's time to sit down at your dining room table and do it, Hoda, 
you're gonna have everything in front of you. Oh, Easy. I, I have anxiety <laughs> still, though, Stephanie. But it helps. I know. I know. I'm, we're facing up to it. Thank uh, you so much. Okay. Uh, up next on this Monday morning, a really remarkable story about how a West Point graduate and professor worked the phones from afar with only minutes to spare to get a former classmate out of Kabul last year, and how those efforts are now helping save hundreds of others. But first, these messages. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It has been nearly five months since the U.S. military completed its withdrawal from Afghanistan, ending our nation's longest war. In those last days, the world watched as Afghan allies struggled to escape. And Craig, you have an incredible story behind mm -hmm. one rescue, and it gave rise to a veterans group that then helped save yeah. hundreds of more. It started something special. The, the bonds forged at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, those bonds last a lifetime, and those bonds became a lifeline for an Afghan graduate and his former roommate and professor as they work to get him and his family out. The final moments of war. As American troops were leaving, thousands of Afghans rushed to the Kabul airport with a Taliban moving in to take control. Many U.S. military veterans having Afghan allies and friends felt compelled to do something. Among them are Barrett Ward and Caleb McDaniel, Caleb's former roommate and Barrett's former student was 2016 West Point graduate Shabir Kabiri. He was one of a handful of foreign students accepted to study at West Point every year. And when they saw the crisis unfolding, they reached out to Shabir. Why were you so worried? Because I knew that he, you know, had gone to West Point, that he had served alongside, you know, Americans, you know, made him possibly a target. Barrett, when did you start to get a little concerned? I texted Shabir, I said, hey, I just want to make sure you got out okay. He responded almost immediately to my text, and he said, no, sir, um, we are not okay. With time running out, Shabir's friends knew he had only one option left. Called Shabir, and I said, Shabir, I, this is really hard, but you need to take whatever you have right now, and you need to get to the airport as soon as possible. In Kabul, Shabir at first thought Caleb was joking. Wait, they are serious. Get to the airport with my family? And it took me a few minutes to process, but then I said, all right, I'm ready, but how to tell this to my family? Shabir managed to convince his parents and five younger siblings that they needed to leave immediately. Shabir's friends in America knew he needed help to get through the gates at the airport. The scene there, utter chaos. So 
Caleb and Barrett started working their contacts made at West Point. Who are you calling? Who are you texting? We got some random numbers that started coming through from our contacts, and we were cold calling them and saying, we have this guy, you need to get him through. So you're texting back and forth with Caleb and Barrett. What are they saying to you, and what are you saying to them? I was panicking. It was tough. I had my family. I brought them to a situation where the crowd would just shove in. I had my younger siblings. I had a sister-in-law who was pregnant. Caleb and Barrett managed to contact the U.S. commander at the airport gate and aware that soldiers from the Afghan army were about to shoot into the air to disperse the crowd, Shabir's American friends texted him to use that opportunity to get to the gate. While everyone else ran, he and his family were escorted to safety. During this whole journey, I was thinking like, movies are real, movies are real, because I was experiencing it. There's just a single fence, a metal fence, and once we crossed that, there was the sign of relief. All right, I think we are safe now. Shabir and his family now live in Maryland. He's got a job. His brother's baby was born in November, an American son. Long time, no see. How are you doing, brother? And on the day we talked to them, the three friends were reunited for the first time in six years. Also, this is for your brother oh, you so and much. your new nephew. Awesome, yeah, so. they're growing fast. The efforts to get Shabir and another Afghan classmate out gave birth to Allied Airlift 21, a group of hundreds of volunteers and civilians working to help vet the Afghan allies they knew and navigate them to safety. Allied Airlift 21 says it helped get about 700 Afghan allies to safety before U.S. troops departed from Kabul airport at the end of August. Each of those refugees is now starting over, safe but far from home. What is your hope for your life here and their lives here. My sisters are learning riding bike. They didn't get a chance to ride bike back home. Every small thing that they do, and I say, all right, it was worth it. Shabir, who wow. is also, by the way, a Fulbright scholar, now works at an automotive engineering firm. And Allied Airlift 21 is continuing its mission, trying to rescue more Afghan allies. It's now more difficult than it was because the Taliban, of course, is back in charge of that country. But organizers insist they are not giving up. Wow. That, that thought so of cool. shooting yeah. into the air and giving open space for yeah. them yeah. to cross through was Little genius. Like a movie. Yeah. yeah. I hope our friend Peter Berg is watching. Peter yeah. Berg, great director. Yeah. yeah. I could see him yeah. making that scene at the airport. Yeah. in a film. Yeah. So, so good. There, Great story. Right. All right. Let's get a check of the weather. All right. Let's start it off, show you what we've got for today. First on the satellite, you can see a little bit of a clipper coming across the Great Lakes. We've got a storm system gathering itself together down through the Gulf. That's going to bring rain along the Gulf Coast later on today. Temperatures today really chilly up in the northern plains. 70s down in southern uh, California, 60s and 50s through the Gulf, and pretty chilly up on into New England. Snowy conditions today through the Great Lakes. A dreary day through the the lower Gulf, warm sunshine out west into northern Texas, sunny skies up and down the eastern seaboard, although it will start to rain a bit on tomorrow down through the Gulf into Florida. Lake effect snows around the Great Lakes and snow showers through the Rockies. That's your latest weather. Nothing better than a Monday pop start yes, to get you. the week going, well, baby. We'll get right to it. Go. We're going to start with Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Congratulations are in order. Because the couple has just welcomed their first child together on Friday, Priyanka and Nick revealing the good news in a joint statement on Instagram writing, 
We are overjoyed to confirm that we've welcomed a baby via surrogate. We respectfully ask for privacy during this special time. This comes just weeks after Chopra told Vanity Fair that children were a big desire for their future. And a couple who just celebrated their third wedding anniversary last month has not yet shared the name or gender of their newborn, but we are still wishing their growing family nothing but the best. Great people. Next up, James Bond, Uncle Al. Here we go. Now that Daniel Craig has wrapped up his run as 007 in No Time to Die, the hunt is on for the next James Bond. On a recent episode of Deadline's Crew Call podcast, producer Barbara Brokley revealing that fan favorite contender Idris Elba might be in the running for the iconic role. When asked if there have been any conversations with Idris about taking the part, she said, well, I'm friends with him and he's a magnificent actor. It's been part of the conversation, but it's always difficult to have that conversation when you have someone in the seat. She goes on to say that after audiences have had a little more time to see Daniel Craig's last performance, they'll start working on filling that role. I've said it since 1978. Idris Elba. (laughs) Please. Needs to be the next That's 007. Have done. Period. Don't worry. That's That's it. Close. Yeah. Let's, have the, let's have the conversation. We've let's go. Ready. We've been saying this forever. Yeah. Come on. We're ready. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah, just announce it. Already. Wrap it up. Next up, John Hamm, the Emmy-winning actor, has been cast <laughs> in some pretty big roles over the years. Have you seen his ad? Yeah. So, so good. Uh, Mad Men, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, Baby Driver. Well, there's one role that uh, John Hamm hasn't gotten. He's made his feelings very clear about how he feels about it in the new ad for Apple TV+. Plus. The whole ad is really <laughs> funny. It's like a Super Bowl ad, right? It's great. Finally, Betty White. The newly released video shows the legendary actress just 11 days before she passed away in December, shared to White's Facebook page. The message was originally recorded as a thank you to her fans on what would have been her 100th birthday. Here's a peek of that. I just want to thank you all for your love and support over the years. Thank you so much. And stick around. In the caption, the page administrator thanks fans for continuing the actress's legacy by donating in honor of the hashtag Betty White Challenge, which, by the way, raised almost $13 million for animal uh, shelters and rescues. So good good work there. All right, good pop start. Didn't even go into overtime. Nice. Still ahead. Y'all right there. The aardvark (laughs) that has impacted generations of kids. Jenna's celebrating two milestones for Arthur. Let's go, JBH. the driving force behind the beloved books and shows. We'll be right back after this. We are back. It is 8.30. It's a Monday morning, the 24th day of January. We've got a busy half hour. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun half hour. You know why it's going to be fun? Why? Three initials. J-P-H. Love here. Yeah. Three more initials, RWJ, read with Jenna. She uh, <laughs> caught up with the man behind Arthur as the beloved children's book celebrates 45 years and the popular show heads into its 25th and final wow. season. Or WFM, wait for a movie. All right, uh, <laughs> plus, are you feeling the January blues? We've got psychologist and author Adam Grant ready to help you out with five things that you can rethink to help boost your spirits in the new year. All right, then, ready or not, here comes your public service announcement. Valentine's Day exactly three weeks away, so that means now, if you're responsible, would be the time to shop. <laughs> uh, from yeah. flowers to foods and more, we're going to help help get you a little head start with a great gift, idea or two or six from our friend, Lori Bergamato. All right, and we've got a special morning on our third hour, our pal Dylan. We're going to catch up, find out how uh, she's adjusting to life as a party of 
five. That's five. Just unbelievable. Good to yeah. have her back. Wow. Uh, we also have some some great guests with us as well this morning on the third hour, including Cynthia Nixon, Christine Baranski. Uh, they're going to tell us about their new historical drama from the creator of Downton Abbey. Okay, and then tomorrow on today, we're going to sit down with Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. It's her first broadcast interview. It's not about a big case. It's about her first children's book inspired by her late mm. mother. So look forward to that conversation. Yeah. Um, all right, Mr. Roker, how about a check of the weather? All right, let's look at the week ahead and see what we got for you. Uh, we're looking at uh, snow and cold around the Great Lakes on Monday today. Sunshine out west, heavy rain down through the Gulf. We get to the midweek period uh, and a blustery day along the East Coast, a wintry chill down through Texas, staying dry out west as we get toward the end of the week while well, we're watching uh, something developing off the coast. Some wintry conditions around the Great Lakes, mid-Atlantic states. Plenty of sun from the plains to the Gulf and nice and warm out west. And that's your latest weather, Hoda. All right, Al, thank you. Coming up next, we are celebrating Arthur, the classic children's book and beloved TV show, Jenna. Sitting down with the man behind them as they reach some special milestones. But first, this is Today on NBC. We are back. It is 8.35 on this Monday morning with Jenna on this, this wonderful kind of day. <laughs> yes. You got to sit down with the author of Arthur. I know, say that 10 times. A great a story about an eight-year-old aardvark. No, don't y'all love yeah. that aardvark? Yeah, good morning. This year marks 45 years since the first book hit shelves, as well as the 25th and final season of Arthur on PBS Kids. I spoke with Mark about how the series has impacted kids and adults, probably all of us, for decades and how it changed his life. Never in a million years did I imagine I would go on all of these adventures because of Arthur. Arthur is the eight-year-old aardvark who navigates life and faces real issues that real kids often encounter. Author Mark Brown is the genius behind the character and his cast of friends like Buster, Francine, and Binky. But as the 25th and final new season of Arthur approaches, it's hard to imagine that the series almost never happened. <gasps> the book was very much inspired by a bedtime story for your own son. I had just lost a teaching job and I went home that night and my son asked for a bedtime story. And I said, oh, I've had a terrible day. I really don't feel like telling you a story tonight. And he said, oh, come on, dad. Maybe it'll make you feel better. Ugh. And he was right. More than 125 books later, combined with the longest-running animated kids series in the U.S., Arthur has made a lasting impact on millions of children and adults. The best thing that Arthur has done for kids all these years is tell them the truth. I think kids trust him, and I value that trust that I have with kids. Is there a little bit of you in Arthur? Or a lot of you? Okay, I guess the secret's out. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of me in Arthur. As a seven-time Emmy winner, the show has not only received awards, but strong praise for the diversity and inclusion represented throughout the series. You were making sure kids, no matter who they were, felt like they weren't alone. Was that the purpose, or that's just sort of what happened? When PBS came to me originally, their agenda was to make kids want to read. And then we found you know, all of these subjects that we could deal with that would be helpful to kids. Guest stars from John Lewis, Jane Lynch, to Alex Trebek have all appeared on the show. But it's who hasn't been on Arthur that's causing a stir on the internet. There are millions of memes that say he looks 
just like John Legend. They do. They're doppelgangers. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do something together. Are you telling me that maybe... Oh, maybe? now you're going into uncharted territory here. <laughs> do you ever just marvel at the fact that this character is so iconic in the fabric of our culture that Chance the Rapper is singing the theme song? Do you ever just think, wow. Yeah, I do every day. Another cultural icon inspired the title of his latest Arthur book, Believe in Yourself, his dear friend and mentor, Mr. Fred Rogers. He said, Mark, every child needs just one person to believe in them, to make it in the world. And boy, that stuck with me. As the series approaches the end, many young fans anxiously await to find out how Arthur's story will unfold. We will address the most often asked questions that kids ask us about Arthur and his friends. While feeling bittersweet that this chapter is coming to a close, Brown is forever grateful to the little aardvark that came into his life. You did many jobs before this. You were a truck driver, you were a teacher. Short order cook. You did all these different things. I got fired so many times from all these jobs. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world because I'm doing this job that I love. It's almost like Arthur found you. Do you ever feel that way? I do. I mean, if it weren't for that bedtime story that night, it changed my life. Oh, okay. So this was so much the fabric of my childhood, but also he, he I love talking to him because he's so right that our kids can inspire us. Yes. You know, seeing the world through their eyes, he went on to have this incredible career. And he says, this is not the last you're gonna see of Arthur. Other projects are in the works. I, I'm guessing a movie with John Legend. I thought a podcast oh, mm -hmm. I'm a, oh, yeah. <laughs> a movie. I'm guessing a movie with John Legend, that's my guess. But also episodes will obviously yeah. still continue to air on PBS Kids. But the 25th and final new season premieres on February 21st. Arthur found him. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. What a sweet man. Yeah, yeah. A lovely, Don't lovely love. man. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. too. Thanks, Thanks Jenna. Thank y'all. Oh, we also want to mention, y'all, that Mark's latest book, Believe in Yourself, What We Learn from Arthur, is out tomorrow. And you can pre-order a copy right now at today.com slash shop. Perfect. Cool. Cool. All right, Jenna, thank you. All right, coming up next, feeling a little down, psychologist uh, Mr. Grant. Adam is here. He's going to help us out with some things to help you beat January blues. We'll chat with Mr. Grant first. This is Today on NBC. We're back 843 with Start Today, and as we head into the final days of January with the holidays far behind us, mm. resolutions perhaps fading, it's easy to get stuck in that post-New Year's rut. But lucky for us, psychologist Adam Grant, the best-selling author of Think Again, is ready to help us fight the January blues with five things. He's challenging us to rethink in 2022. Adam, it's good to see you. My friend here to the left, Miss Guthrie, is a big napper. Um, you talk a lot <laughs> about true. the importance of, of rest in the new year. Is, is napping in that equation? Well, not, not for me, but <laughs> I think in this country we have a pretty unhealthy attitude toward rest. We think of it like taking our foot off the gas pedal and we don't really stop until we pushed ourselves to the brink of burnout. And I think we need to recognize that resting is not a sign of laziness. It's actually an investment in well-being. 
that relaxing is a way to recharge your energy and that breaks are a way to refocus your attention. And this is, I think, really critical for, for some of us, right? Because for a long time, I've seen play as a reward for finishing my to-do list. And I've realized over the past year that it actually belongs on my to-do list. Yeah, and rest doesn't have to be a nap, although I do recommend a little nap if you're right. able to squeeze it in in your day. And another thing, I like, these are all wellness ideas. This is a different one. Disagreement. You know, a lot of folks really avoid conflict. Mm. I actually consider myself one of those. Mm -hmm. But how can we dis disagree healthfully and helpfully? Well, I think the thing to remember, Savannah, is that a lot of us see disagreement as a threat to a relationship, when in fact, when we all agree, it means that nobody is really thinking critically or speaking candidly. And so I think the real sign of, of harmony or chemistry is not actually being on the same page. It's enjoying your disagreements with someone. Right? You want to arrange different sounds, just like you would in a song, and that can make beautiful music if you have creative tension. You know, you talk a lot about, you know, opening your minds when you're having an argument and seeing all sides of that argument. How can my wife, I mean, how can I do a better job of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't try this one at home, but too many of us come into arguments in preacher or prosecutor mode, which is saying, I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> and the moment that your prosecuting attorney shows up, right, the other person is going to bring their best defense lawyer to the courtroom and then no one is going to open their mind. So I think we need to lead with a little bit more humility. One of the things I've been doing is I've been starting arguments by saying, look, I have a bad habit of going into prosecutor mode. I've even been called a logic bully. and I'm trying not to be that person anymore. So if you catch me doing that, please call me out. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take a moment. Carson, yeah. I, I have been saying that I'm right about bones with sauce not yeah. being very good, but right. maybe you're right. Maybe right. wings are delicious. I appreciate that you're starting what is going to be a, a confrontational moment with with a, you know, you're just eating some humble pie. Yeah, it's I'm, a good way to start. Yeah. Now I'm not going to go zero to 60 real yeah. quick. Humble pie sounds a lot more delicious than bones okay. with sauce. You're wrong, though. Okay. And it's still, it's still blasphemous. All right, well, so we just, we, 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 we just want to try. It's an that. ongoing disagreement we have. Okay, talking about the workplace, you've said we need to reframe and rethink when you're, you've got somebody applying for a job. Maybe experience isn't the end-all be-all as far as qualifications. Yeah, empirically experienced turns out to be overrated. We have a meta-analysis, a study of studies showing that actually it doesn't matter that much whether people have done the job before. What matters is whether they've done it well before and whether they're motivated and able to learn it to do it well in the future. And so I think we're, we're closing the door on a lot of people with high motivation and the ability to learn by saying, you must have seven years of experience to apply for this job that might only take you seven months to master. Adam, you talk about writing, you know, as, as a way to kind of beat the blues, you know, putting pen to paper. What's so special about that? What happens when you take the time to sit down and write something out? Well, there's a lot of evidence that journaling can actually improve mental health and actually helps people to process traumas by forming a story about them and, and distancing themselves from them. But a lot of us don't write because we think we're not writers. We think about it as a tool for communication when, in fact, it is a tool for thinking. One of the best ways to, to actually sharpen your mind is to write out your thoughts because you start to see the gaps in your logic right in front of you when you get the words out of your head and onto a screen or a piece of paper. Well, Savannah, we have our homework cut out for us we for do. the rest of January. <laughs> Let's journal through our disagreements. <laughs> Adam, Adam, thank, thank you, you so much. much. These are give you a lot to think about. And coming up next, it's going to be here before you know it. We're going to give you a jump start on your Valentine's Day gifts with a few ideas from our friends at Good Housekeeping. But first, this is Today on NBC. He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? 
then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops, on. TVs, streaming. Game console, console Smart thermostat, set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera, Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go, you are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet, Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film, The Aviators, now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply, actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. We are back with today's shop, and Valentine's Day is three weeks away, so instead of waiting until the last minute, how about this? Why not get ahead of the game and buy now? Or we can get some ideas and still wait to the last minute. Well, yeah. Uh, but we have made it easy for you. Scan the QR code. There it is. You know what to do. It's bottom of your screen, because Lloyd Bergamato, style director for Good Housekeeping, has put together a great list of gift ideas. Lloyd, good morning. Hi, Lloyd. Good morning, my fellow procrastinator. Uh, <laughs> so these are some great ideas, uh, Savannah and Craig. We're going to start with flowers. We wanted to do somewhat of a modern take on flowers. And these are from Petal and Eon. You guys, what's so incredible about this is these flowers will last for up to two years. They no. are real flowers. I what? swear. They're real flowers. They're preserved. Feel them. Yeah. Uh, they're eco-friendly. Oh, yeah. They come from all over the world. And what's so fun about this, because Valentine's Day should be about the experience of spending some time with your loved one, you can do this kit together. It's a DIY kit. Oh, that's cute. So oh. You and Mike could get together. Oh my gosh, we're constantly flower arranging, Lori. This is perfect <laughs> for us. <laughs> Well, then you could do it for a little cutie or Valentine's Day or whatever. It. But it's really fun and it's beautiful and it's a great investment because they look great and you have them for two years. Well, so. I loved your next one, Lori, this, this coffee maker. Can you show it to us oh and explain? We don't have it here. I really want to see this. Okay, so Savannah, I, you know I've been doing this a long time. I have not been this excited about an item. This is from the Cometeer. So basically what you need to know is you get this frozen puck okay. of coffee. They make it, you melt it. You just pop it in your cup. I'm gonna do it here. I think you guys are seeing it in the B-roll at home. You pour in the hot water, stir it, and it is barista quality coffee, what? you guys, in seconds. I am obsessed with this. And for right now, up until Valentine's Day, they're doing a special deal where you can get four boxes of those pucks that I talked about. That's so that's great. 32 cups of gourmet coffee. I want to try that. For under 50 bucks. You have to try it. It's okay. incredible. I'm going to send you some for Valentine's Day, Craig and Savannah, because it's that good. I love it. We send um, the waffles, too. I will. Let's get to the waffles, the Eastern Standard Provision waffles. You guys, my kids are tough customers when it comes to delicious waffles. These were gobbled up in seconds. They're so easy to do. From Eastern Standard Provisions, under $30, you yeah. get six of them. They are delicious, and they come with these really cute sprinkles. Yeah. It's a really easy way, the coffee and the waffles, to do breakfast in bed for under 10 minutes and virtually no cleanup. So what's not to love about that, right? Awesome. Let's keep the food theme going here, Lori, because you've got a yes. great, great idea for date night. 
you know, Valentine's Day 2022 might look a little different than pre-COVID time. But we do want to say, like, you know, restaurants are still making food. Chefs really need our love now more than ever. And one of the best and easiest ways that you guys can take advantage of that is with Gold Belly. Do you guys know about Gold Belly? Oh, Carson. yes. Carson, turn this on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So All right. So what we did was we picked two of our favorite restaurants, the iconic, legendary Blue Ribbon in New York City for some sushi. This is another one that you can DIY. My husband was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. The bills are going to be on soon. I'm not doing this. You guys, he did it. He loved it. It's so much fun to do. You just make your own sushi and it's wow. delicious. I okay. mean, what's not to love about that? And then Lou Malnati, Taste of Chicago, iconic pizza. And what we loved about the heart-shaped pizza and cookie is that with this particular one, when you buy it, they'll donate pizza to a local charity. All right, we got to so, do the speed round, Lori. One minute. You've got okay. this romantic matchmaking class. Just take us to the end experiences this is something so fun to do it's a romantic map making class you sign up you can just print it out so Craig this is great if you are a procrastinator they have a million experiences written in the stars you can do your astrological chart a great way to do something fun at home Cute. the smitten mitten you guys such a fun gift especially for kids so you can stick your hand in one side they can stick their hand in the other side you get to hold it. This is from Etsy. No, and listen. the maker of this oh my gosh. Wait, let's, we, what, we have, I'm sorry. We have to demonstrate this. This is, this is so we can oh, hold hands. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. How wow. cute is that? That is hilarious. It's perfect for kids and it comes with gloves. Oh my gosh, Carson's one clicking it right now. He wants it for <laughs> him and Siri. Get it, Carson. Yeah, he's getting it. And oh. then. And you guys know this. If you have little kids, they love Poppets. Oh, yes, you right love now, your kids. I get love these from paper stores. And it's a notebook, so it's a great way to keep the box oh, clean for under 20 cute. bucks. Isn't that cute? Mm -hmm. At Paper Source. And finally, who doesn't love Minted? I think you guys can see those beautiful models oh, we have. Oh, yeah, I love Minted. Yeah. And you can do custom puzzles. It's a great thing to do with families. They're so adorable. Savannah, I have your Savannahversary one here at my house oh, that my children cute. put together. And my mom said, and my mom, my daughter said, Mom, all these people look so friendly. Aww. Yeah, they do. That's America's family right there. That's so, so sweet. Really great ideas filled with love. Happy Valentine's Day, you Actually, guys. Actually, Carson, you're lucky. They did. They mocked up a daily family puzzle. So Hope Siri's not watching. <laughs> you're done and done. And they come with the bag, too. It's really so cute. So you don't lose the they actual do. puzzle yeah. pieces. Laura, well, you always, yeah, you always have the best ideas. Good housekeeping. Lori, thank you so thank much. You. If you want to check out these gifts, go to today.com slash shop. We are back with Dylan Dreyer's Yay. return on the third hour, Kate Hudson on the fourth hour. Coming up next, the third hour of today.